Joining us on the line right now from the Portland Press-Herald, covers the UMaine Black Bears football team, covers the New England Patriots, does all sorts of things for them. It's Mike Lowe from the Portland Press-Herald. Morning, Mike. How you doing? Good, Matt. Yourself? Doing, doing all right. Um, first thing I have to start off with, um, would you be opposed to Odell Beckham Jr. being your, your football team's full-time quarterback for the rest of the year just to see how it would go? Or, you know, any yeah, thoughts no, on that? I, I, I think we need him where he is. Okay. I need him exactly where he is. I, I I made the point this morning. I, I really thought that uh, Chicago should have just gone for two towards the end of the game. I, I think that would have been their best chance to win. Okay, so here's what happened. I, I had my son uh, over the weekend, and I was uh, had to bring him back yesterday afternoon. And so at uh, with a one minute and uh, fifty seven seconds left in the game, and the Giants kick a field goal to go up ten. Oh man! I said, okay, let's leave. Let's leave. Get in the car, drive off. I'm driving. I'm driving. Uh, but uh, 25 minutes later, I say, hey, Siri, what's the score of the Giants game? It's in overtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I'm glad I didn't see those final two minutes of the fourth quarter because I would have been, you know, well, they won, so that's all that matters. They did, and I think they learned a valuable lesson in the meantime, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you, I... I I enjoy listening to the New York sports stations in the afternoon, um, usually on Mondays, because typically the Jets or Giants have done something to offend everyone there. So I get a kick out of that. I, lis- I love listening to other fan bases get mad about things because you can only hear it so often about the New England Patriots and everybody else because it's the same sort of things. Like whatever they didn't do well is what everyone will focus on as opposed That's to what right. they actually That's did right. do well. It's just how it goes. But in New York, it's just funny because then it, they're they're systemizing, they're systematically tearing down the franchise, and you just you get a kick out of it, you know. And Shermer is just gonna would have just taken a beating this week, just an absolute beating if they lost this game. So, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, uh, I like I said, I'm really surprised that they didn't go for two uh, at regulation. So at the end of regulation. So uh, looking looking back at Saturday, uh, and then I'm going to ask you a little bit. Uh, about some other stuff here in in a second. Uh, University of Maine hosted their home playoff game against Jacksonville State. You know, Jacksonville State had a had a quarterback that uh, was at Clemson for a little bit. Very athletic, very good, uh, big time receivers. But um, seemed like uh, Maine had no issues with them, and they dropped fifty five points. I mean, they had forty two points in the first half on this team, Mike. Like, I don't ever remember this sort of thing happening in the cause era just because they played different football, but I never thought we'd live in an era where UMaine's dropping 55 at home in the FCS playoffs. I, I, you know, stunned, completely stunned. I figured, you know, Maine would score 28 points maybe, you know. Um, they, you know, the 42 points at the half was the most they scored all year. It was the, it's, it's the most they've scored in the playoff game. Uh, it was just astounding, and here's one of the things. The defense really helped set it up. You know, the fumble recovery uh, on, on, on Jacksonville State's third play of the game at the four sets up the first one. Sean Stevens, when Jacksonville State goes for it on fourth down at near midfield, and he stops him, and then that leads to another touchdown. And then the fumble recovery uh, by Sterling Sheffield at the 15 leads to a third. So the defense was responsible really for 21 of those points. And that's why it, it, it went like that. But that's, that's how you win in, in playoff football in December. Your defense has to help the offense out in terms of field position, and they certainly did that on on uh, Saturday. I'm talking with Mike Lowe from the Portland Press Herald. Um, there were so many. Like, if you had to give out game balls for that one, like, there's just there's so many to give out. I mean, the defense allowed 27 points, but in this day and age, if you allow 27 points in a college game, you're probably doing all right. I mean, I feel like the rules are kind of slanted a little bit even more towards offense in, in college as a, as opposed to the pros. Um, they had some big stops down near the goal line. 
Um, they, they just, and they were Jacksonville State. You know, when you looked at them when you looked at them on the line, they were a little bigger, they're a little taller, they're you know, little. Just they were up against it, and they played with a big chip on their shoulder. Like I, I honestly thought, even though, like I said, they they had a couple of quick drives in the first half. You know, the 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 two play drive was was pretty crazy. Uh, that that they just went down the field, it was like boom, boom. That was it. it was like a video game. But I, I thought it was probably their their best defensive performance of the of the season uh, to this point, especially uh, considering the quality of opponent they had coming in. Well, what surprised me is in the post game press conference, and one of the offensive linemen said that that you know that they were main was much more physical than than they they expected. I, I, did you not watch film? <laughs> because that's how they played all year. Right. They beat up on people all year, um, and and so. Um, I just, you know, um, they just did what they do. They they really went at him. Four sacks, a lot of other quarterback hits. How many times was he in the grasp when he threw the Cooper threw the ball away? I, I, I thought the defense just dictated that that whole game. They did what they wanted to do and, and did not allow Jacksonville State to get any momentum. Yeah, they had those two quick strikes, but I, I, other than that, there was nothing. Really wasn't. Really wasn't. Talking with Mike Lowe from the Portland Press Herald. Boy, I tell you what. Everybody keeps ragging on the Patriots and trying to end the dynasty, but they just keep winning. Speaking of defenses that, that probably had their their best game of the year, uh, I, I thought yesterday's was was pretty good. I feel like this defense for the Patriots is, might be one of the most underrated defenses of the of the uh, second part of this dynasty. I, I I don't think they're getting nearly the credit they deserve, especially in a year where it seems like fifty four to fifty one is the baseline median score for for each game. Well, you know, that, that's really the way this team's always been, though, Maddie. The, the defense, you know, kind of struggles early in the year. They've they got to find their footing. And then they come on from, you know, mid-November on. They're as good as anybody in the league normally defensively. And, and a lot of it is because they do play a lot of complicated schemes. You have to learn not only your position, but you've got to learn to trust everybody around you. And I think you're seeing that now. You're seeing a lot more trust among the, the Patriots players just to do what they need to do and then to let the other guy, their teammates, do what they do. And, and you know, you got guys like Deron Harmon. He comes up with another huge fourth-quarter interception. I mean, this is what he does. He closes out games for the Patriots. Gilmore's been playing great. They get they, they pressured, uh, you know, uh, Cousins at, at times, made him uncomfortable. That's what you need to do. You may not get the sacks, but if you make a quarterback uncomfortable, he's not going to be thinking about where he's going to throw the ball. Or he's going to dump the ball short, which he did all game long. Uh, you know, just get the ball out of his hand so he doesn't take another hit. And that's what they do. Talk with Mike Lowe from the Portland Press Herald, com. What is it? I want to go back to Maine for a second. This, uh, this is, this is, uh, I mean, this first time the uh, home playoff game has ever been won uh, up there. Uh, it, it, as Coach Harasimiak said in the, in the post game, it was, uh, he, he had to double check and make sure that was right. But, uh, this program is going to be able to build off of this. I mean, I, I think this is going to set this program up for years. We might be, I, f- I don't want to get to put the cart before the horse, and I don't know how they're going to fare this Friday night on ESPN2 against Weber State, but, you know, th- this could be the beginning of a, of a bright and bountiful UMaine football empire. The question is, how does the state, you know, can, can we capitalize on it as fans? We've got a really good Division One football team up in Orono. I know it's a couple hours north, but it's worth the drive. I, you know, I, I was actually, uh, you know, I, I would have liked to see more, more fans there. I mean, I think they had 6,700. I thought, uh, you know, I don't know what else was going on Saturday. I know it was cold. But, I, you know, 
listen, they only lose three three starters on each side of the ball. I mean, they got almost everybody coming back next year. They got the quarterback coming back. They got you know most of the dynamic players. Ramon Jefferson's coming back. Ernest Edwards is coming back. Stevens is only a sophomore in defense. Manny Patterson's coming back. I mean, almost the entire defensive line is coming back. I mean, this is a team that's going to be good for at least two two or three more years. They're going to be really good for the next two or three more years. Big question is, does Joe Harrison yeah, hang around? Uh, how long does he hang around? Because his name's already, you know, uh, it's got to be bandied about already for some of these positions that are opening up. I think he stays a little longer myself personally because I think he's got something to prove. You know, he wants to prove that he can win here. Uh, that's the thing is these kids all have a tip on their shoulder, and that drives them much like the Patriots, uh, you know, are driven by, by kind of a lack of respect, even though they win all the time. Um, I, I, I think this team's going to be really good, and it would be nice to see the state embrace them. Agreed. I mean, we've seen this team get behind the. I mean, we see them get behind the women's basketball team. We see them get behind the 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 uh, the hockey team. We saw them get behind the hockey team for years. I mean, it was. I didn't have time to pay attention to the Bruins when I was a kid because I was too busy, you know, paying attention right. to the Black Bears. You know what I mean? Right. That's just how it was in Maine. So. And I'll tell you what, they have some main kids on the team. They don't have a lot of main kids on the team, but they got. Joey Fitzpatrick. They got Gunnar Dukos, who did a heck of a job at left tackle on Saturday. Mm-hmm. They got Andre Miller, who's going to become a factor on this team in the next two years at wide receiver. You know, they've got some kids from Maine who can play. They got a couple of foreign academy kids over there on the defensive side. They're going to be pretty good. They're going to be they're, they're, they contribute. They may not be the stars, but they contribute to the team's success. And I think a lot of people forget that that you know you get a lot of Maine kids who are stars in high school. And they go up to UMaine, and they become kind of role players. And maybe that that doesn't you know sit well with some people. That's what it is. You're no longer the best player on the team or in the state. <clears throat> you're one of 85 kids, and you're one of really 85 really good players. And if you find your role, you're going to have success. And that's what they're doing. Look, Joe Joe Fitzpatrick is a per, perfect example. This team wouldn't be where they are without him, without his his toughness and his ability to find those those uh, holes and, and get the tough yards. Yeah, in in he gets the tough yards on on things like those checkdowns where he's you know where he's open, but he knows he's going to have to. He's got two yard he he's got two yards of openness before there's two defenders getting ready to pounce on him, so he's going to have to dive forward for the extra yards. I mean, I thought he was the unsung hero of the Rhode Island game because the Rhode Island game to me was the was the one where they needed him the most, especially coming out of the backfield there because that was you know we go back and look at this season. There are so many ups and downs like. You know, the Yale game, I'm sure, is one they wish they could have back, but, you know, you don't have a healthy Ferguson. There's not a lot you can do there. It's really too bad the Ivy League doesn't let their teams play in the uh, in the postseason. Would have loved right. to see that Yale team on a national stage. Have. Right. I think you would have had two teams from the Ivy League in, in there this year anyway. Yeah, and, and that would, you know that might have affected things with the with the way they, they handled the CAA and, and maybe some of the other schools this year for seeding right. and everything else. Right. But. Um, the William and Mary game, I think, is the one that you know. Truth be told, I think everyone would like to have back. I don't know what happened there, but you know that was that was definitely a, a winnable game. But the rest of it, you know, they they've had to battle, and every and every game has been close. Sometimes it's it's them versus you know some flag happy officials and the other team. Sometimes it's them versus themselves and the other team. They've overcome a numerous group of opponents this year in each game. They've won just about every style of game imaginable this year. You know, it's it's been. It's been quite a wild ride, and and still not over yet. No, it's not. And, and you know, I, again, like you said, I don't know what's going to happen Friday night. Uh, but but they're playing a pretty good team. They're playing a team that, that plays a, a really good defense and scores a lot of points off its defense. So 
<coughs> it's going to be a very interesting match. And I think the fact that they got moved to Friday night on ESPN2, I think ESPN is looking at this as this might be the best game of the, of the, of the quarterfinal. You know, they're putting it on a national audience. No one else is going to have this platform that Maine has uh, Friday night. Um, so, you know, I think people are going to find out just exactly what this team's made of. Yeah, and they get to do... This is one of those situations, Mike, and I'm sure you get this too. Where can I watch the game? And you tell them ESPN through, they're like, I don't have that on my cable channel. It's like, no, it's not It's not on your cable channel. And then you got to explain it, and it's a big thing. Right. With this one, you can just say it's on ESPN too. And they'll right. all be like, oh, yeah, I've got ESPN too. They'll know, yep. Yep. right? If yep. they can't find it here, then I can't. I can't help them. I can't. No. You know, no. I, just, I can't. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I, I think this team is ready. I'm, I'm actually going to go up tomorrow for practice, talk to some of the kids and the coaches, and, and uh, just get a sense of, of where they're at. And, you know, just, just, this is a very confident team. Um, I, you know, they think they can beat anybody, and, and I think they've proven that this year. You know, they're the only team from the CAA left. Yeah. And, uh, that's that stand that means something, you know, especially especially nowadays. So we'll see what happens on Friday night. Mike Lowe from the Portland Press Herald uh, covers the UMaine Black Bears football team for them. Mike, always good to catch up with you. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care, Matty. Thank Bye. you. That's Mike Lowe from the Portland Press Herald. You can follow him on Twitter as well. It's Beulah Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network.